House of Mystery presents Inside Writing, the radio show where authors discuss their writing process in all genres. Today we've got a special guest, and again, House of Mystery, paranormal style. We've got a wonderful, wonderful natural-born medium, empath, sensitive, and intuitive. And since discovering his abilities at the age of 10, he has gone on to become internationally and nationally known. And that is Don Moreau. Don, welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. Now, right off the bat, you, you were listening in while me and Julie was you know, discussing this discovery, which in and of itself seems a little bit unusual, but not unusual given the fact that, as Julie said, we are coming closer to the winter solstice or All Hallows' Eve or Halloween. But this year seems to be a little unusual. Have you had any experience with that? Actually, um, I have. Um, I do agree with Julie as far as uh, All Hallows' Eve. Uh, that's a time that the veil between the physical and the spiritual world is uh, at its thinnest. So there is a lot of activity just because of that. Um, but I have found with other mediums and people that I work with, there's a lot of activity, like you said, with footsteps, things moving, people being touched, a um, lot of signs and symbols that spirits leaving behind, feathers, those type of things. Um, that's all picked up. And why would you say that that was? I think a lot of it is just community awareness. Um, if you were to go back maybe five years from now, I think a lot of people wouldn't be so aware of what these signs and symbols are. Um, they would either write them off as uh, something not relevant or whatever is occurring, they'll just bypass the message. Um, I think people are more attuned now to be able to see what they mean. Um, so I think a lot of people are stepping forward going, I've had this experience. This is something that's unusual. And so there's a lot more uh, conversations about it. So tell us a little bit about Don, though, and, and what brought you here and what brought you to this point? Well, um, 10 years old is when I first heard Spirit. Um, it wasn't something commonly talked about uh, when I was a child, so you kind of keep it quiet. And through the years, I developed my skills as a medium, sensitive, intuitive, empath. They all kind of came on at different times. Um, then I learned how to channel. And in my 20s, I started doing readings for folks, and I also started doing investigations. Um, those were all new to me. They all went really well, and the road just kept going. Um, now what I do is I have my own spiritual conversations with Dawn page on Facebook. I started it in 2014, and on that page, I tell people about my journey, uh, my abilities, what I do. Um, I post empowering messages, messages from spirit, uh, in uh, different investigations I've done, just everything pertaining to spirit has become a part of that page. Then I started jumping, uh, I'm here in Colorado, um, so I started jumping to other states because I get a lot of requests 
to be able to go do readings for people, connect them. Uh, so it's been pretty much an incredible journey. It never slows down. I always uh, experience new things, uh, get great messages about where I'm supposed to be going and what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, so I relay that on my page. Wow. You know, let me ask you this. You know, you brought up a really crucial point in, in your introduction. And, and Julie, correct me if I'm wrong. Children, you know, most people, if you're a, a medium such as myself or, you know, I'm going to let Julie speak for herself, we discovered in childhood. And I myself, this is just Kevin talking, all children to some extent are psychic or intuitive and have the ability to speak to the spirit world. But as they grow up and become adults, I really think that it's a programming thing. You know, as they talk to their parents or adults, hey, you know, I'm hearing from Uncle Charlie or I'm hearing from Grandma, and they're like, oh, stop it. That's your imagination. It, would you say that all people at youth are psychic, you know, and I'm, I hate to use an umbrella term, and then they're taught not to be, or, you know, what makes us different? Well, I believe that everybody that comes into this world has a very strong connection with where they just came from. So there is that common knowledge everybody possesses to understand spirit and have those experiences. Um, I agree completely with you. Um, as we get older, I call it the human garbage, we have to focus on things that take us away from understanding spirit. And the abilities are never lost. They're just put under covers. And I think some of us who have purpose, a real big purpose, tend to be able to go back to those abilities um, and pull them forward. Um, that would be anybody who identifies themselves with being a medium or any other abilities. Uh, it's a sense of tapping into it, recognizing it, and then working with it. Uh, for the rest, it just kind of stays under wraps, and they focus on the human part of their journey rather than the spiritual side. But there are people, aren't there, Don, who, who absolutely would give anything to be able to connect with spirit. But when it comes to it, oh, sorry, I've now got a tickle in my throat after all this. <coughs> Excuse me, guys. Mm -hmm. But... They, they desperately want to be able to connect with spirit, but no matter how they try and whatever spiritual circle they join, they just quite, can't quite manage that. How, what, what would you say is the reason behind that when somebody so desperately wants it? Well, I think a lot of that, Julie, is part of understanding what we're supposed to be doing and accomplishing. Um, I believe in a universal energy that directs people in the way they're supposed to go, uh, sometimes to certain people with this massive craving for communicating and having abilities, uh, two things happen. One, they kind of stand in their own way. Um, they're trying too hard. They're trying to force doors open that haven't opened yet. And I think a lot of it is timing uh, from the universal energy. I believe spirit knows when we have the opportunity, the ability, and we're in the right place and time in our lives to be able to uh, spend our time and our energy um, concentrating on spirit. I completely agree, absolutely, and certainly have had personal experience of that. I guess sometimes when, if somebody wants that ability and, and seeks it, surely 
I suppose what I'm, I'm getting to is why would everybody be born with the ability if only some people were going to ever achieve communication mm. in their life? Well, I think everybody has, again, um, the opportunity to take the abilities they're born with and use them. I just think a lot of them don't come forward for a number of reasons. There's too much going on in their lives. They're too afraid. Um, and even though everyone's born with abilities, some people actually have a fear um, that blocks them. Uh, they wonder what's going to come through, what it's all about, what does it mean as far as the faith they follow. So a lot of people just tend to kind of turn the other way and not recognize it or use it. But what about those people who go through their whole life trying and they, they've been to spiritual development circles yeah. and they still want to have that communication and they may get to you know, quite an old age and still not be able to achieve it? Well, uh, well let, let me weigh in on that for just a moment and then we'll see if Don agrees. I, I, I really feel that it's because everybody believes that we can do it. it I, like, like I told somebody in, in the gym the other day, before you die, you're going to have at least one paranormal encounter. Which means everybody has the ability to do it, but they believe, but deep down inside themselves, they don't believe. And, and you were talking about timing with spirit, Don. So if, if I'm at a funeral and I really, really miss Grandma, and I really, really want to connect with her, and I really, really try, it's my own disbelief that has been put, you know, programmed somewhere down inside of me that is blocking me from that. And, and I think that's kind of what Julie's alluding to. It, it, would you agree or disagree or, or educate me? I agree completely. A lot of it is having some sort of faith in what we do and having it be real. Um, in your funeral scenario, you can try um, to have this communication. You may have an experience that you don't recognize such as an experience. There may be something occurring uh, such as a sign or a symbol that you miss. Um, so a lot of it is being open to what's happening, having the understanding that it is something outside of the norm, and recognizing it. Um, a lot of people that I communicate with on the page or in person have that very concern. I'm really, really trying. It doesn't seem to work. What do I do next? And I tell people to try to spend time in, uh, charging themselves, keeping their energy up, um, doing a form of practicing by trying to ease your mind, connect with spirit, see what you can experience for any kind of phenomenon such as voices, anything like that, and recognize to them and acknowledge them that I think I'm hearing something, is that you? It's, it's a communication process where you have to kind of welcome them, understand them. Uh, a lot of it, um, I strongly believe, is about permission. Um, a lot of times spirits won't do certain things unless humans give them permission. Um, so I always tell people, state out loud that you welcome the, the occurrence, the communication, um, having them around you. That lets them know that they can come forward, that you're welcoming them and you're ready. So tell us about your spiritual conversations. I mean, what does that, what does that mean, literally? <clears throat> well, um, 
it's on a lot of different levels. Um, what I do on kind of a regular weekly basis is I have my own spiritual guides around me. They're around me for different reasons. I have a protector. I have a teacher. I have a couple people actually from this lifetime who have passed uh, that come and watch my journey. So I have conversations with my own guides, and our conversations consist of my path, my journey, am I doing anything right that I need to tweak a little bit, uh, what new things need to come. Uh, I also, of course, during my readings, have communications with spirits, so I connect people to find out a lot about what's going on around them. Um, certain mediums have criteria. Everybody's a little bit different. Um, so in my readings, I tend to do like an all-inclusive. Um, I start out with intuitive. I can look at somebody. I can tell them uh, what's happening with them physically and emotionally, um, I can connect them with past lives if the energy is there and how that baggage, good or bad, is part mm -hmm. of who they are today. Uh, go further with them bringing in spirit messages for whoever has uh, come to deliver those. I give them the direct message, and then because of my years and experience, I give them my interpretation of what the message means so they don't walk away going, I really kind of didn't get that. Um, and I just make sure that everybody gets a complete understanding of not only the messages, but it, it's been said by many people that I've read for, that's the cheapest therapy I've ever had, uh, <laughs> only because I, I bring them on a full understanding of who they are, where they came from, what's happening before them, and then with the reinforcement of the spirit messages, they can realize that spirit is eternal. They're really there. Because, um, of course, a lot of things come through that people go, how you knew that? I don't know. Um, and then we do a question and answer session. Um, and it could be for people who have followed Spirit all their lives or people who are skeptic. I just do what I do and let people walk away with their own understanding and thoughts about what I did. Um, I have spirits show up by, you know, they're just random. I go out on the property here in Colorado, and I'll start to hear somebody say, can you hear me? And it'll be somebody I do not know, somebody that just randomly arrived, and they want to deliver a message. The only way I deliver it is on my Facebook page in the hopes that somebody in California who knows so-and-so um, and how they passed um, might be able to get that message to someone that they're okay, they're at peace, or whatever their concern is. So the messages come from all different opportunities with me. So, Don, would it be fair to say, though, okay, that this is something more than you being a medium. This is more than spiritual conversations. This is more of a ministry where, where spirits it, reach out for you to provide peace and comfort and solace to somebody who's in pain. It's very much like that. Um, I think if I was to describe myself to anybody... I would describe myself as a spiritual teacher. I will talk to you about anything in regards to spirit. Um, all the different angles, who they are, positive, negative, good experiences, bad, um, and anything that pertains to them, abilities. What I feel I've discovered throughout my journey is uh, just having a great purpose. And the purpose is to help everybody one at a time be able to find what it is they're looking for through my experiences. So it's, it's 
very rewarding for me. Uh, I wake up every morning and I'm excited to see what the day is going to bring, who may reach out. I answer questions on my page all day long. Um, and so it's very active with me 24 hours a day. And I always welcome all experiences. I don't walk away from anything thinking this could be worrisome or I have a fear about it. I have great confidence in what I do. I have great confidence in the spirits around me that they will help me through whatever endeavor um, I go through. So it very much is a fulfilling of a purpose to me. So, John, when you, when you first um, realized how spiritual you were, was it outside influences that kind of really helped to bring you along, or was it more about your own self-development and learning? It was really my own self-development. Um, it was a time that people didn't talk about spirits. We didn't have all the paranormal shows on television bringing people closer to what happens. So probably from like 10 to about 20 years old, um, I kind of kept uh, my abilities to myself. I made tons of notes, uh, wrote conversations down, educated myself, and then I think I was probably like 21 or 22 when I met somebody else who was out there with their abilities. Um, and it seemed like, this is great. You know, there's a lot more people out there, but I finally met one, and we shared stories and experiences, and it was empowering. Um, it just took a lot of time to have this be a public thing. Um, mm. Up until then, it was all up to me to try to figure out where I was going, what I was doing, my purpose for doing it, um, and now it's just a very common thing for people to understand uh, all the people that have abilities, what they do, and it's been very empowering to see in the last probably 10, 15 years that great progression of understanding. And so people, I think now more than ever, are reaching out um, to people who can help them connect and respect what they do. Do you think that's more about... Um or do you think maybe as a society we're becoming more vulnerable and more dependent on knowing what's ahead of us as opposed to allowing um, our lives to naturally pan out in front of us? Do we feel we need to control where we go more because we're losing control in other areas? Uh, yeah. I do. Um, I, I really do. I think people are looking for some kind of peace, light, and some understanding with the chaos that we face every day. Social media throws so much right at you, and you have to absorb it. And there's people I know that just go, I'm so overwhelmed. I, I just really need to find something that helps me connect to make myself better, to make me feel more tuned with what's happening around me. Um, and I think those that put themselves in the category of spiritual, um, whether they believe in a certain faith or not, um, that's irrelevant to me. Whatever drives you to the light uh, mm -hmm. is not wrong. But what we all have in common is with spirit. And that's where I think a lot of people come into the picture trying to realize we are all family and we do have that in common. And it can bring down the turmoil that you feel in your heart and your soul by connecting to something that brings you words of wisdom, enlightenment, etc., I think one of the key things I've noticed is that more and more people seek 
um, guidance on the smaller things, which to them are, are huge. So, so please don't think I'm, I'm minimizing people's experiences. But the minutiae of our lives. So what happens tomorrow? Do I make this decision? Um, is somebody going to message me in the next three days? Is my, am I getting married next week or next year? Or next, mm. Mm -hmm. Those kind of things, as opposed to the bigger picture, um, failing in some ways to understand that spirit don't actually give us those minutiae because we need to be learning and, and developing ourselves. Um, but I do find that people have become more reliant on that type of information as opposed to um, in the, the bigger picture. Yeah, very much. I get questions all the time about tomorrow. Um, and, of course, I remind people, first and foremost, we're human. We have a mind. And everything that we do every day changes directions, opportunities. Um, people want spirit to lead them in the day-to-day. -day. And that's very hard or almost impossible. Uh, a lot of it is because things change on a daily basis. Spirit can't really tell you or through me what you're supposed to be doing. We, we're human. We have the ability to choose. So what I do is I, I really try, Julie, to get them into the bigger picture. I let them know that their path is unique to them, and what I pick up is whatever would help them on the path down the road, Think obstacles, opportunities, signs and symbols I'm seeing that would bring some relevance to where they are and what they're doing. And even though people will listen and look at what's coming up down the road, there may be some things that they feel frustrated aren't getting answered when they come to a medium because they really want to know, you know, am I going to get married? Uh, what's happening with me? Help. And I give them as much information as I can give. Everything that comes from spirit, I relay. Um, and then my interpretation or my intuition tells me just what somebody needs to know to move them forward. It's all about the next step. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, Don, can you can you really blame them? I mean, in in today's society, just speaking for the average Joe, I mean, we are drinking from the fire hose. You know, they are inundating us with you know the the news. It, it's something every second gone wrong. Everything is a crisis, and even on regular TV, all you see are horrible images, and so you know that fills your mind, and then it fills your life. And, you know, people come to you wanting to know, you know, what's going to happen tomorrow. It may be because they're looking for a better tomorrow. And Julie's right. You know, you guys are right. You know, we're looking at the minutia and missing the bigger picture. But it's because the minutia is just so abundant. Yeah, and, I agree completely. You know, and I think it's by design, really. I just think... A lot of people who want this tomorrow information, um, it's just what you said, Kevin. I think a lot of it has to do with the bombardment of negative we get every day. Um, I don't watch TV. I don't watch the news. Um, that's just something I choose not to do. I don't want to have three-quarters of everything out there negative thrown at me. Um, I would rather get up and go to bed each day finding my own self-worth, what's around me, how I feel, and then work with other people all day long. Um, it's very scary for a lot of people when things every day seem to be negative. And looking for that tomorrow answer, 
I kind of lead them again a little bit more than just tomorrow. Um, I let them know that there's, you know, plans um, for them, what they need to do um, in regards to recognizing that, how they empower themselves and follow whatever comes through is, is up to them. Um, but I do get people who just come forward and say, what can you tell me about what's happening in the world? I'm scared. Um, and so readings sometimes go off in that direction. Uh, the people want the personal, spiritual information from spirits. Um, I get people who say, I don't want any dead people, so to speak, and that's how they word it coming through. I just want to know about my path. I just seem to be frustrated and in a rut. Um, but I do get a lot from people who are very afraid about where we are on the world stage, um, what's happening with environment or children or anything that seems to be what they're seeking for in an answer to solve the now. Some look at the later. So if a person... Let's shift gears here for just a moment because, you know, we're not the only ones that speak with spirit. And um, if I can kind of go back in history a little bit, I think one of the most helpful things that I ever saw, and I was really disappointed when it stopped, was the work that Chip Coffee was doing with children. Because they were experiencing exactly what you said. You know, at the age of 10, you began to receive messages you know, from other worlds. You know, let's just be real intellectually honest here. And, you know, I'd like to know how you dealt with it, but, but Chip's ministry with children was to tell them, hey, you're not alone. This is not abnormal. You're not crazy. This is what's happening with you. And I was kind of disappointed to see that stop. Um, yeah, I... What would you I like do? Um, Chip was absolutely right. Um, on my journey, um, I mentor a lot of people trying to understand their abilities. Um, dozens of the people I mentor are 15 and under. Um, it's amazing to me how many people of that age opened up when I did. Um, I'll meet somebody, they're experiencing something, the parent will step forward and communicate with me and say, you know, what do you think's going on here? I'll meet them in person or do a reading, and I'll go, you've got a medium. And they'll be, how do you know? And we discuss it. I've worked with a lot of children who don't necessarily seem afraid of it. It's more of what the parents feel is before them, the acceptance. Um, I have found in the last several years uh, parents are receptive to that. They know how to work with the child and not shut it down uh, we talk about putting protections in place, recognizing when things happen, what that all means, uh, how to empower themselves, um, expectations. Um, I meant it for adults, too, including other mediums. Um, we share stories and such. My journey was, was different. Um, again, like I was telling Julie earlier, I didn't have those sources to go to. Um, it was a case of just thinking it was weird at first, mm -hmm. um, Never afraid of it at all. Um, again, I took notes and I wrote everything down. Um, the spirit never re referred to me as special at all. They just said, this is what you can do. Um, I felt other people could do it as well, but I just didn't know them. Um, but really, 
the interesting thing for me is when I talk to somebody who's got gifts or abilities, I'll ask them, when did they appear? And I find there really is a large volume between the age of 10 and 12 that really start recognizing something's different, and that's when they can say to somebody, it started then. Now, what do you attribute that to? I don't know. I kind of call it an awakening on some part. I know we, again, we talked earlier, you come into this life very strongly connected to the other side, and then you sort of grow out of it. For some of us, I feel if there's a real purpose that we were sent here to do, Spirit's going to make sure we do it. So for those that are in that category of expected to fulfill a purpose, uh, we get we get like a slap upside the head, whether we want it or not. Um, that's when all of a sudden you start hearing the voices or you walk into a room and you just know somebody's sitting in the chair or standing in the corner. It becomes the norm. Um, that's so we can, in, at an early age, stay attuned to the other side, practice it, sharpen it, and fulfill our purpose. Um, that just seems to be the difference between those that recognize it and those that don't. And I think about that age 10, 12, for some reason that seems to be on spirit's level and understanding that we can start dealing with it at that age or they should start preparing us at that age for it to be something that's normal. Do you know, this is really quite interesting because um, kind of behind the scenes, Kevin has just said to me, this sounds like your story. And it absolutely does. It kind of, it kind of mirrors. And whilst as a young child I was having um, spiritual experiences seeing a, a cat when I was very young, it was at the age of 12. I don't know if you would have you heard of this lady, but I was taken incidentally just to see um, a medium called Doris Stokes. Very, very well-known medium in the UK at that time. And we're talking in the um, 80s now, so mid-80s. And, um, and it was about, you know, that, that kind of that time in my life, that kind of 12, it's a 13-year time that you're talking about, where suddenly it, I, I was found myself in this huge major auditorium in the middle of London, seeing this um, very, very well-known lady talk to dead people. And I had, there, there was just no surprise from me at all there was no questions I recall feeling no apprehension I I didn't ask any questions about it that I can recall I don't I didn't see it as anything out of the norm at all and um, I wondered and I've often wondered and I know that Kevin and I have, have spoken about this as to whether or not this this kind of age is around the time of puberty whether where we suddenly become more aware and accepting I, I don't know, but it's a kind of the age that we're, we're, we're talking about is that turning point in most of our lives. I, I agree completely. I think it's no accident it's that age. And as we begin to get into our early teens, we find ourselves faced with so much that happens growing up. And I think it's very important for a spirit to impact us at a time where we could get lost paying attention to that time of life and acknowledging school, friends, all these different things that come up about that age, we're reminded, what about me? Don't forget this ability. And so it comes forward, and we can either carry a very strong human and spiritual aspect on our journey and make it very even and balanced, 
or we can fall out of the spirit side and just concentrate on something else. Um, I've always found that age is, is very strong to me. It just seems like that's the reason why. It's mm-hmm. before a lot of what I call the human baggage begins. Absolutely. 100% on the money, Don. Um, I, I myself am a practicing Jew, and I don't think it's any mistake that we bar mitzvah a child at around this age. Why? Because you still have a foot in youth, you're still teachable, but at the same time, we expect you to have an understanding of the spiritual things, which means you understand the law, you understand God's law, you are beginning to learn how God works and what he expects of us. So it's no mistake that all of this stuff seems to all happen around this time. Absolutely. Yep, I agree. So for, for, those, for those listeners, though, that are maybe hearing messages and they're not sure, is it me? Is it my imagination? Am I really experiencing something? Oh, my Lord, you know, this is something evil, which is something that people do here. Let's be real intellectually honest here. You know, you, you have people of, of certain belief systems that will teach them that this is evil, what advice would you have for them, Don, being as you've done this since the age of 10? First, I tell people, trust your intuition. It doesn't lie. That feeling in your gut, if spirit feels they cannot hear you, is a sign from spirit trying to let you know that something's right or something's wrong. So you have to trust your feeling. If someone's talking to you or you think it's coming from an outside source, and you're not familiar with working with it, if it doesn't feel right, step back. For the moment, doesn't mean for life, but if it feels okay and you're not getting warning bells, then the next thing I do is let people know to ask questions they know, no idea what the answer is. Try to get a conversation going so what comes at you is something where you don't say, well, it must be an overactive mind, or I must be talking to myself. Not if the information coming back to you is something you do not know of. It's through practice, or it's just through discovery that you actually are hearing and communicating with a source, another spirit. A lot of it has to do with you have to believe in yourself, you have to believe in the process, let the source deal with it, and come to you and let you then find out your comfort zone. Um, A lot of it is just understanding it's normal for someone who's a medium. Uh, I have a lot of people, like you've said, worry about what if it's negative? Uh, What if I'm opening up doors that I can't close? Um, I let people know you will feel that. You really will. It's not a case of a good spirit in your presence allowing you to feel comfortable, a negative spirit, you always tend to feel their energy a little different. Uh, Trust the instincts again. Um, Just close temporarily if something like that happens. Always let your intentions known that only spirits of white light and good intentions are allowed to be in your presence and communicate with you. Set the boundaries by talking out loud. Uh, State that to the universe. The universe will hear it. If negative starts to come through at some point, then you have to set other boundaries in place 
Uh, you can do that verbally or you can do that with your belief systems um, to keep them at bay. Mm. You know, really good advice, Don. But I really think that at this point, you know, because I have a lot of people ask me, you know, through the tours and through the investigations and, and you know, my spiritual activities, and I'm sure Julie has run into this a billion times. I know for certain. <laughs> but um, I kind of think that right now we're kind of dancing around a point, and I'm a door kicker, so let me just kick this door open. Um a lot of people come to me and they're like, well, I think that I'm hearing from the other world, but what if it's a demon? You know, it's not like a demon is going to come and identify itself. You know, hey, I'm Beelzebub, but I have a message for you. you know, I tell them, much like what you just said, listen, trust your feelings. If it feels wrong, it probably is. But Don and, and Julie, I want you to weigh in on this. Um, if they don't trust the fact that they're receiving spiritual messages, how can they trust the messenger? If they have no faith in their abilities, what if they're a fledgling medium and this demon, and I'm air quoting, really is attempting to trick them or to manipulate them? Um, am I making sense? You know, What do they do in, in that circumstance when they really think that, hey, I don't know if this is good or bad, I need you to 100% tell me. And I'm standing there, I, I really can't, sir or ma'am. What would you tell them? I, I would I'll say, dog, oh, go ahead, Julie. Well, you see, I'm slight, I, th I think I probably hold a slightly different view on this because I have never, ever encountered this scenario. And I'm not sure I completely agree or believe that we can communicate that that easily or mistakenly communicate with the demon so i'm probably best to pass that in that kind of question to you first don i would first say to the person what was the message and what's been happening yes. if you don't trust your instincts what is spirit telling you or asking you to do we need to identify the spirit's purpose for coming to you. And if it's something that they say sets off alarm bells in me, then I'm going to share it with them and just say, I don't feel comfortable with a spirit delivering a message of that type or the experiences that you're going through with this particular spirit. Um, that's where I usually ask them to, again, state out loud a form of protection. Try to identify if it gets better once you do that. Share with those people around you your experiences. Don't keep it to yourself because you don't want something that's taking advantage of you, taking your energy, using you for a personal reason to keep going. So I will always ask somebody, tell me what they're saying, how are you feeling, and what is what is your expectations down the road? I find a lot of times people will say, there's got to be something here. I just feel it, but I don't think it's good. And I'll say, are you hearing anything? If they say no, then I'll ask them, have things changed with you physically? If it's negative, it's going to be taking a lot of your energy. Are you irritable? Are you having mood swings? Can you wake, are you waking up tired? Can you not sleep? Are you seeing things in your dreams which concern you? 
these are all aspects of something around you has changed. Mm-hmm. And if it's not your environment or the living, then it must be spirit. And we need to address what's happening there because it's not positive and we need to find a way to either remove it or protect yourself and move forward. You know, it's that simple. <laughs> it really is. But, you know, it, it really feels difficult to give somebody advice like that because I'm afraid that I'm affecting the rest of their lives. You know, this is such a, you know, it sounds like such a small topic, doesn't it, Don? Yeah. But it, but it it really is a huge topic. You know, communicating with the spirit world is so much bigger than people make it out to be. You know, like like we've had the the psychics. You know, let's let's just be real honest. You know, John Edwards, Sylvia Brown, and Kenny Kingston. I can go on and on and on with some of the classics, and they make it seem so easy, but it's really not, because the smallest message from the afterlife can make such a huge impact on a living person's life, and we've got to be careful where that message comes from. True. Very true. You, you want to make sure you're not hurting anybody, misleading anybody. Um, that's why when I deliver messages, I can deliver messages from spirit who um, really just want to be on the positive side and give wonderful messages on the peace, uh, et cetera. And then I get spirits who come through that want to have some kind of accountability with the living and talk about their lives and what went wrong and how they wish they had been different. But the whole thing for me comes down to this is a huge platform, if nothing else. Uh, There's so much people need to understand when it comes to someone having abilities. It's not easy. It's something we have to cleanse ourselves and work on ourselves all the time, recognize the energy of what's around us, interpret it all the time. Um, I have people that adore what I do and follow what I do, and I have people absolutely afraid of me. Um, they think because I have the abilities I have that somehow if something goes wrong in their lives, um, it's because of something I'm doing. Oh, um, boy. And yes. they clearly, yeah, they clearly don't know my journey and that I would not do anything negative, but I have had the full gambit of people acknowledging what I do in a positive manner or even in a negative manner. Um, And I hold myself accountable for everything that I do. And it's got to be with positive intentions, white light around me, and to help each person move forward. If it's anything other than that, then you impede your purpose. It's like you're in my head right now, Don, because (laughs) true or false, and this is how I feel, Every time I give a message from the other side, and, and generally I'm doing it in somebody's home, you know, they have asked for a, and I'm air quoting, ghost investigation. You know, I, I am a member of an investigation group, and I'm usually acting as the medium and lead investigator. But every time I give a message, I am scared to death. Because I'm, you know, I myself, you know, what is the reaction to this message going to be? You know, am I getting too personal? Am I getting too this or too that? You know, 
how do you feel when you deliver those messages? Because you're getting ready to touch somebody's life. I found a long time ago when a message, is, a message comes through that I'm concerned about, and I know I'm going to relay it to the living, my mind wanted to jump in and soften it or alter it in some way, and I thought that's not fair to the living to not state the message correctly. So I deliver the message, but then quickly go into my interpretation, and if it's something of a harsh manner that I think really could alter their thinking or their path, I have to throw my side into it to make it seem more sensible, less alarming, um, going into people's places when I find something that's in there. Um, I don't want to alarm everybody and go, well, you know, this isn't good <laughs> because then nobody wants to stay in their house. So I try always to find a way that helps the living not get afraid with what I do but understand what I do. Um, some do, some don't. Um, I approach any situation I go into with the best intentions. Um, I don't ever fear anything I go into, even if someone says, oh, there's been things flying off the shelf, or it's really bad. And I just go in, and I find a lot of times when I confront spirit, I always confront them no different than if they were living. What are you doing here? How can I help you? and diffuse any negative energy that's trying to come at me by a communication process, a love and understanding of they're there for a reason, so that's valid. So now let me help you find another purpose and try to remove you or calm you down, whatever the answer to that situation would be. Um, with the living, it's very hard. I, I get messages sometimes where I can't help but make some kind of facial expression <laughs> before I soften the blow of the message, whether it's somebody who is approaching their time, which I never discuss at all in any readings. I never tell anybody anything I hear about um, a death, but I will prepare people to pay attention to somebody's journey and soften it that way. Um, sometimes I hear that somebody is on a path of depression and or suicide and they need to be watched and you have to find a way to get around that by asking about an individual oh, seeing wow. what they know about them and really tiptoe um, but you gotta get the message out that somebody just needs some kind of attention nurturing and support and go from there man that's such a huge responsibility um, <laughs> you, you, you took me off track with that because I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, uh -oh. what, what would I tell somebody if I knew they were going to die in the next week or, you know, somebody that they cared about was going to commit suicide in the next few days? That's huge. Wow, that's huge. But l let me ask you an, an oddball question. Everybody, you've been listening to The House of Mystery. Check back with us again soon. To find out more about our show, guests, or to listen to past shows from our archive, please go to www.houseofmysteryradio.com. Show's over for now. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Well, good night. This has been a production of Something Weird Media. I'll be back.